Welcome back to Vikes with a Mike. As always, host JC with my co-host Tyler. And it's it's a special episode. It's our first time in the history of Vikes with a Mike that we're doing two episodes in one week. So welcome to the Thursday NFL playoff edition of Vikes with a Mike, even though the Vikings aren't in the NFL playoffs <laughs> this year. Um we still wanted to have an episode that touched on the upcoming playoffs, who we are rooting for uh, in the upcoming playoffs, how we think the playoffs will end up uh, shaping up to, you know, shaping out to be, um, who's going to win the Super Bowl, you know, our, our super early predictions, all that good stuff. Um, but yeah, man, I mean, I'm stoked. We got some other stuff in here. Obviously, uh, we'll also be yep. talking Vikings as well. Yeah, let's just get right into it. Uh, so the, the offensive coordinator news. What I've been seeing, um, according to Vikings Twitter and Ian Rappaport, you know, uh, Tom Pelissero, those those guys, pretty trustworthy yep. sources. Anthony Lynn, Clint Kubiak, and Hugh Jackson are the front runners for the offensive coordinator position if Gary Kubiak indeed does – uh, decides to retire, which obviously um, it's looking more and more like that. Yeah, the I think it's I think it's going to happen. I think it's pretty pretty set in stone at this point. Um, I do wish that he would just come out and say it though, so the Vikings yeah, can just begin the process. Uh, but you know, that's just me. Um, what are your thoughts on this, Tyler? Because I know I know that you know you. You're not really feeling Clint based on last episode. You're not you, – you like Anthony a little bit better. We didn't even touch on Hugh Jackson. I mean, I definitely want to know what you think about that. Just what do you uh, think about those front runners? I um, – Hugh Jackson, I do not – not a fan. I um, Him in the NFL has just been a failure all around. Um, I know he's good friends with Zim, and they know each other really, really good well. good friends, yeah. Yeah, and I know he's he's had experience at the NFL level, which I've said in the last episode that Zim likes, but I don't think he's a good fit. He okay. he's not good with quarterbacks. He couldn't get Baker Mayfield to even like him. Those two yeah. had a beef. Yeah, I mean, and we see what Stefanski is doing with him now. So. Yeah, like I mean, I think the offensive coordinator has to have a good relationship with his quarterback, and it starts with that. <laughs> yeah. Hugh Jackson, I don't see him and Kirk really, you know, meshing well. I just don't. I don't think he's. Yeah. Hugh Jackson, I don't. I don't like him. <laughs> I'm sorry, man. I, to be completely honest with you, I don't disagree there. Um, I also don't necessarily believe that Hugh Jackson's offensive scheme really meshes well with a lot of our guys on offense, let alone Kirk Cousins. Yeah. Uh, I don't know. I, I, Yeah, Hugh Jackson would, would be the last choice for me out of all these guys. But, but see, that's where I feel like potentially maybe. I don't know. I could be reading it, reading you differently. I feel like we could disagree there. I mean, I know that I don't think you really like Clint, the Clint Kubiak option at all. Whereas that is kind of an option that I really like personally, but I don't know. Maybe, maybe I got you wrong. Maybe, maybe we do agree for, uh, for the time being that Hugh Jackson is not the way to go, which probably means that's, that's what the Vikings will do is hire Hugh Jackson. Oh man, that'd be painful. 
Uh-huh. Well, I, I think we've li- we've lived through worse. I mean, True. we we were fans when Leslie Frazier was head coach. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> that we, was. We've lived through a lot worse. Um, speaking of Leslie Frazier, just real quick tangent. He apparently, based on an article that I read earlier today about uh, head coach candidates, is a potential head coach candidate again. I doubt it happens, but apparently he is like his name is getting thrown around. Wow, that's that, that's crazy. It's interesting. <laughs> yeah. It's interesting. Anyways, um, as far as Anthony Lynn goes, I'm really it. It's starting to grow on me a lot more. I didn't like him as the head coach in LA for the Chargers. Uh, I think that his head coaching decisions really lost them a lot of games, to be completely honest with you. Uh, I do like that he comes from that Shanahan coaching tree, uh, that he's there, you know, in a similar-ish scheme um, to what we've been running. And I, I do feel like Kirk would would mesh well with with Anthony with Anthony Lynn, if I'm being completely honest with you. I do feel like there is kind of something there. I don't know why. I just feel like yeah, just kind of based off those guys' personalities from what I've seen, they would be good together. Um and not to mention in like a selfish way, uh not to bring politics into everything because I know that a lot of people go to sports to get out of politics but if the rule that was um, proposed by I believe it was the uh, NFL Players Association uh, their diversity board or something like that um, if the rule that they proposed goes into play where if you hire a person of color you get a compensatory pick the Vikings would potentially receive a third round pick for hiring Anthony Lynn and putting him in a position uh, such as offensive coordinator. So I don't know. I, I, I think that's interesting. Something to potentially keep in mind. Obviously it's not a rule right now, so that wouldn't have any play into what the Vikings did. That's just purely bringing it up because it was talked about and it is potentially a thing. Uh, but I obviously don't think that that is should ever be a reason why you hire somebody just because yeah. you get comp you know you get compensation for them. I mean, I, I I also truly believe that Anthony Lynn would be capable of being our offensive coordinator. Um, and the other thing that I like about Anthony Lynn is he's coming from a team now that just had a young uh, signal caller and Justin Herbert and a a guy that threw it. He chucked it downfield. And I like that, especially yeah. with the two guys that we have on the uh, on the outside and wide receiver and Irv and Conklin and Dalvin out of the backfield. I like Kirk Cousins throwing the ball a little bit more, obviously, with better pass protection. But, uh, yeah, I don't I don't know. Those That's my take on Anthony Lane. I don't know what you again. I know you like him better, more, more than you like Clint Kubiak. That's why I'm saving Clint Kubiak for last. <laughs> Yeah, I just I think Anthony Lynn is he came from a good offense over in LA this past year. Um, that team, his clock management is horrible. That's why the him and the only negative thing I have to say about him is his his coaching decisions. Him and Zim, ugh, down the stretch in games, th- that pair would not be fun to watch. But uh, yeah, just yeah, running yeah. it up, 
just running an offense. I think I feel like he can do a good job. Um, he has experience okay. in the league. I don't want some newbie just coming in here, just calling plays for the first time ever. I know he's got experience and stuff with the offense. So okay. with an offense. So yeah, I, I think he's a good hire, but I think it could be better ones, you know? Yeah. So yeah, he's a good hire, but maybe not the hire that you want for the Vikings. Is that what you're saying? Yeah. 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 But I wouldn't be um, mad. I, if he was right. hired, if he was hired, I'm not going to be mad to be honest with you. I wouldn't be that mad. Yeah. And I think honestly, you have to kind of go back to our episode on Tuesday and the discussion that we had um, about key moves that the Vikings should make. I brought up a big key move being that they need to hire a clock management yep. uh, specialist or game situation specialist on offense and defense because of Mike Zimmer's kind of uh, consistent failure in that area these past few years and is really his whole tenure here in Minnesota. Um, so if you were to have a position like that, I think that kind of alleviates the whole point that you bring up about them both being bad at clock management. So yeah. I don't know. I, yeah, I, like I said, the more I hear the name Anthony Lynn connected with the Vikings and the more I, I look into his, his numbers and um, yes, I know he had a lot of playmakers over there in LA, but there's a lot of playmakers here in Minnesota. Yep. Um, Exactly. So, you know, I, I, yeah, I, I think that there, there really is something to be said about the offensive display that the Chargers put on. And um, there's a good chance that, that it can be a tribute to, to Anthony Lynn. Um, but moving on, <laughs> saving the, the best for last, Clint Kubiak. Yep. I, I, I really like the fact that his name, is being brought up. I think that it's it's good that we're truly considering um, promoting a guy from the inside like Clint. I think he's younger too. So um, even if my whole master plan that I talked about in last week's episode doesn't even come close to happening, uh, I think that he's young enough and I think that it'll be a new enough position that he brings the continuity of his dad's scheme and knowing it probably just as well as his dad. He brings a, a youth, a potentially kind of a youthful look at it as well, maybe injecting a little bit more into the scheme as far as willingness to take shots downfield. Um, again, you know, based off of what I said last week, having worked with wide receivers, quarterbacks, and tight ends, those are all guys in the passing game, not necessarily in the running game. Nothing against Cookie. I love watching him go off, but Yep. I want to see that ball chuck down the field a little bit more with our wide receivers. Um, no more digs situations. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, with Clint, I think the, the other big thing that we have to think about is because it would be his first offensive coordinator position because of his youth, I think that there's a really good chance that it would be consistency for a few years, which is something we haven't had yeah. under Mike Zimmer in Minnesota. I think that he could potentially stay the offensive coordinator for at least maybe three or even four years. Yeah. I feel like having a coordinator for three or four years, like you just said, I think that's important. Um, having six, how many ways it's six or seven now, like six every now. year, it'll, it'll be six. Yeah. I believe after Kubiak. Yep. Like that's, that's not consistent. I mean, it's tough because your offense is probably going to start slow then every year. Cause you're still running a new system at the beginning of the year, basically. Exactly. So, I mean, 
having that's a that's a big that's underrated though like that's a big thing people don't get am that I, like have, am i running, changing your mind tyler running this but no 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 <laughs> running the same system for a couple of years in a row with the same guy at this position is i think it's helpful it's underrated people don't really appreciate it i don't i still don't know though i mean like you you have to spell it out for me again why do you not like clint kubiak aside from the fact that he might, he may run a similar scene, scheme to Gary. And I we don't really even know think, that. I really think it's him not having as much experience as his dad. But I, even though you say that he's like a young head, I still have this feeling that he is going to try to do the same thing as his dad and, run, just, and be stuck yeah. and be stuck in 1950 and just try to run the football up the middle with a guy who is not a power back like on yeah. fourth and one. And just try to like these short throws when we have explosive wide receivers that can beat anybody one-on-one down the field. I just, I just had this feeling. I don't know what it is that he's going to try to do what his, the exact same thing as his father. So. Hey man, gut, gut feelings. That's a, that's a legitimate reason sometimes in, in this business, gut feelings. You can't, you can't necessarily argue against that sometimes. So, I mean, I, I appreciate the different point of view on. Well, I mean, I would know. you would you rather have like a college coach come in and try to be offensive coordinator or something like that? I mean, it like I don't who, have a specific example. Um, are you thinking Lincoln or Riley? Because I mean, oh well, that I would, would I'd be, take that. I think a lot of the teams would take that. I'm honestly surprised that I haven't heard his name a ton lately. Um, I'd take Lincoln Riley any day, man. Man, that actually would be very interesting. Very, very interesting. Oh yeah, I I I would be down for that too. I I think I, I just think he would let out pissed off Kirk. So <laughs> I, that's such a good point though. No, that's actually really great. Um but but you and I kind of have a, a bit of a I feel like a bias towards Lincoln Riley just because of the fact that he is the Oklahoma uh, coach and you know yeah. <laughs> on, on Oklahoma in freaking uh, 2019 and yeah I don't know I mean it'd be even sweeter if you know who was here <laughs> yeah right yeah oh, right if, if Jalen Hurts was in purple <laughs> oh man oh man that's funny man. But I mean, the likelihood of that I feel like is so low. Yeah. I mean, yeah. Uh, I mean, there's Nothing. there's a lot of reports that I'm looking at right here, of basically guys saying no, no way, Lincoln Riley isn't going to the NFL. He's staying in Oklahoma. The NFL isn't a part of his plan at the moment, and yada yada yada. Yeah, I don't. I don't think with Zim here. I don't think he would ever be here. That, that wouldn't. Happen. Oh, that's a really. That's an interesting point, actually, that you bring that up. Yeah. I. You know what? I'm actually. I'm gonna hold you to explaining that because I think that'll perfectly kind of go into our next segment. So why don't you think Lincoln Riley would would come here? Like, let's just say he woke up one morning and he was like, "Actually, screw it. The NFL is in my plans. I want to go to the NFL." Yep. Um, and the Vikings make him an offer to be their OC. 
but nothing yep. changes as far as Mike Zimmer being the head coach and Rick Spielman being the GM, which is exactly what we're going to talk about next. But why don't you think Riley would say, or why do you think I should say Riley would be like, no, no way. Well, there's two re- two big reasons I have. One is Zimmer does not like the younger guys. I don't. He's not. <laughs> he's got no NFL John experience. Oh man, that's here's another going into that. But he doesn't like the younger college kids or college just guys. Like he's not gonna yeah. just let some guy from from college walk in and just take a job on his staff. That's not gonna work. He will literally yeah. just tell Rick, "This is not happening," or "I'm out the door." <laughs> I could just see that happening in the. I could just see that happening. There's no yeah. way. There's not. There right. is not a chance. And well, I don't even reason- think he would have to say, "This is not happening," or "I'm out the door." I think he would just say, "This is not happening." Yeah. You know what I mean? And another reason, I think Zimmer has some sort of grasp on the play calling. Now, I don't think he had, he's calling the plays, obviously, because that's obviously Kubiak's thing. But mm-hmm. I think the, the his obsession with running the ball, there, there's, there's a thing there. There yeah. is a thing. And that's not Lincoln Riley's system. He's not a run, run, run. It's oh, this be is very more- true. It's more passing than running. But yeah, it's, it's actually most, you're right. It's pass to set up the run, if anything. Yes, and I still think Dalvin Cook could flourish in a system like that. I mean, you get him in the backfield catching the passes, teams aren't going to know what to expect. You're going to be throwing him yeah. the ball. You're going to be running him the ball at times. Team He's defenses shifting. are going to be defenses are going to be uh, just guessing all over the place. They're not going to know what's sure. hitting them. So sure. I I think he could flourish here, man. I yeah, I actually I totally agree, and I'm I'm kind of that I didn't have that name or that that name like you've done a really good job of convincing me because now I'm like why is that name not like why are the Vikings not trying to persuade him more you know what I mean like yeah, come well, on man. there's a there's a specific reason that I just draw uh, well yeah I know but <laughs> the owners I feel like are the one really more in charge of that you know what I mean yeah the owners yeah. maybe along with Rick but and obviously, yes, it's it's Zim staff. Like, I understand that for all of you guys that are listening. You're, like, rolling your eyes like, well, duh, Zim has to be a part. Yes, 100%. But if you take a look at how explosive our offense was this last season, just numbers-wise, and then you also look at the fact that we're making the arguments that we are about how Gary Kubiak was conservative at times, at too many times, to be completely honest with you, then if you're Vikings brass, you know, if you're Vikings ownership, the people that make the decisions on who the head coach is and who the GM is, there is, I think, no reason that you're looking for anything less than explosive when it comes to the the guy who's thinking up the plays for the offense as well. But that's just my opinion. So I, yeah, I think you're, I think you're onto something there. I, who knows? Maybe maybe Mike Zimmer will be told, freaking, you got to deal with it. I mean, I would love to see them somehow convince Lincoln Riley to oh, come man. to the NFL. <laughs> I would love it. I would here's, love it. Here's my thing about that, too, is it could totally be like a grooming situation to a certain extent. You know what I mean? Where you, you hire him as the offensive coordinator, and if Zim – really underperforms in 2021 yep 
he takes think, over. I'm, we're coach. thinking like I'm literally thinking the exact same, same thing as same you right brain now. Same brainwave. Yes. Oh my god. And I mean, Zin- I feel like that would get him out of college football. Like if 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 the owners like just sat down with him and told him straight up, hey, if you give it your all and you guys all you know give it your all this next year and things don't work out and it's on and we can tell that it's on Zim yep. and you're you this is your audition here's here's another thing man here's another thing and then that let's say that happens it even could be like zim is he's he's up there at age you know what i mean he's getting old yeah you know? he is he just he just wants to go His back to the ranch too <laughs> he wants to go back to the ranch <laughs> and he'll invite cousins over and cousins will bring pizza ranch <laughs> but yeah okay okay but here's the point i was trying to bring up um um Lincoln Riley, right? You yeah, this yeah. happens, right? Zimmer just out the, the door, whatever. Lincoln Riley comes in as the head coach. You could still have this man be calling the plays. I mean, this could still be like a thing. He could still can, this this can still be his offense, like the Kyle yeah. Shanahan type of thing in San Francisco with offense. Just That'd slide him right in, have him still call the plays, That'd get a new crazy. defensive coordinator. I mean, oh, have him just worry about the defense. You know what I mean? Because Zim basically is calling the plays on defense. Like, it's basically just opposites. Yeah, yeah which is too bad because I honestly think that that whole co-defensive coordinator thing with Andre Patterson, like bumping him up, he deserves to be able to have a shot to genuinely run that defense. I mean, the guy is an absolute machine at what he does. He's made our defensive line, when healthy, what it is. Yeah. So I'm sorry. I, I mean, I know that's a tangent based off of what we were talking about, but it's just, it's very sad to see, see that happen. You know, that they promoted him when they really kind of didn't just to keep him on the staff. Um, but yeah, man, I love, I love where your freaking mind's at. I'm right there with you. I absolutely love it. I mean, I love, and I love Zim too. I'm by no means calling for Zim's head, you know, but 2021 yeah. is do or die yep it's absolutely do or die but that being said gonna lead us right into our next segment and we'll continue the conversation here there are a lot of people that i see in vikings twitter and just honestly just in general i've even seen it in articles um discussed on other podcasts just yeah discussed between fans i've had uh talks about it in my household. I've had talks about it with UT um, when we're not recording. I mean, should the Vikes fire Zim this year? And on top of that, should they fire Rick? Should they just start clean? New head coach, new GM. I just, no, it's, it's, it's just, he just got the extension. Um, This is his team still. He's got, all the staff. This has been yep. the same. A lot of the same guys he drafted: Anthony Barr, Eric Hendricks. No, the injuries were what diminished this football team this year. I don't think if you watch the games, you just there was so many guys not playing on that defensive side of the ball, and that's what Zim basically controls. He's not really the guy on the offense. He doesn't really. I don't think the offense was a problem. Um, I think the defense was just really banged up, and it was a young group. You got to think, bring that into it as well. Um, you had a whole new slate of corners playing, um, no OTAs, not a full camp. I mean, it's tough, man. Um, I'm not going to say that it's all Zim's fault. I, 
I really, I just believe it was the defense. And I did, even though he's the guy at the top of that chain and he's the guy who's supposed to be running things on that side of the ball, I don't think it's his fault. I just really believe in the injuries and a lot of them guys are, are still young. So. Right. Yeah. yeah. Inexperience and injuries coupled with the COVID pandemic and everything that we had to go through with that, you know, not having players sometimes on the field because of positive COVID tests or not being able to practice in the facilities, yep. um, even when those facilities were open with COVID. And then, like you said, no OTAs and the training camp. Yeah. yeah, I definitely, I think you also have to look at the fact that if we win the game against Chicago, meaning if some of our more veteran players step up and do their job and some other mistakes aren't made, mistakes that aren't necessarily always, you know, a coaching decision in the moment, stuff that these guys should know um, that doesn't really fall under stuff that needs to be coached week in and week out, or, you know, schemed up against specific opponents. The Vikings are in the playoffs. Everything worked out the last couple weeks where if all we had done was beat the bears, we would be in the playoffs. We would be playing this week. So even with all of the injuries and everything that happened, everything that we just discussed, we would be in the playoffs. That's that's insane to think about. And to not take that into account and give Mike Zimmer and Rick Spielman 2020, 2021 at the very least with Daniil Hunter back, hopefully, Michael Pierce in the middle, a free agent acquisition that we didn't even get to see. Um, yep. Hopefully some new draft picks that can contribute right away, a second year under those corners. Um getting guys, other guys back from injury, you know, Anthony Barr, guys that are Eric Hendricks who missed all of the last couple of games there. Leadership, getting leadership back on this team is so big going into 2021 and cannot be overstated in my opinion. Because just really quick, just because, because yes, Mike Zimmer is the end all be all leader of the team, but those captains and those, those leaders within the team that are players are sometimes even more important for what happens on the field. Yeah, totally. Those guys on the field are all the ultimate difference maker, especially the captains and the leaders and right. Not having Barr and Kendricks on that linebacking crew, especially Kendricks, those last couple games down the stretch where you have to win and it's must win games to even make the playoffs. Like not having those two leaders on the field, two, two of the best linebackers in the league. I mean, like top end guys, like, it's tough. I mean, you just can't expect backups to go out there and make plays compared to those guys, you know? Exactly. So. Exactly. But this wouldn't be a podcast if we didn't have fun with it. So even though we both agree that yep. you shouldn't fire Mike Zimmer, we're going to get into who would the Vikings look at at head coach if we woke up in a completely different universe where tomorrow – we check Twitter in the morning and oh, Mike Zimmer has been fired. Dun, dun, dun. The Vikings are now looking for a new head coach going into pivotal 2021 draft where again, to restate, they were missing guys because of injuries and other issues and COVID and yada, yada, yada. You're getting guys back. You're getting more experienced players yeah. um, in key positions. So where is this team really weak? What kind of, coach are you looking for an offensive or a defensive minded guy and here is my opinion okay i'm gonna i'm gonna give you some names and then 
we'll talk about, you know, we'll kind of go back and forth based on what you think, who you yep. like the best, who you like the least, all that stuff. Okay. Yep. So let's just say we're in this, this universe where we do move on. Okay. Yep. And you, you got to do it like tomorrow. Right. I'll go. I'll go. In my opinion, you need to move on to somebody who's fairly young and offensive minded. So the names that I came up with, Eric Benemy, obviously, yep. Kansas City offensive coordinator, Joe Brady, Carolina offensive coordinator, and the former passing game coordinator at LSU in 2019, made your guy Joey Burrow what he is today. Oh, stop. <laughs> uh, Brian DeBole, the Bills OC. Yeah. And then – the last name that I threw in there was maybe even Josh McDaniels, the New England offensive coordinator. Okay. Okay. Um, obviously, I have my reasons for all of these guys. Uh, Eric Benemy has created one of the best offensive units the league, I feel like, has ever seen. Um, a quarterback that will someday be regarded as the best to ever play the game in Patrick Mahomes. Yep. Um, Joe Brady, again, I, I can't say enough about his coordination when it comes to offense, how he schemes up an offense, the passing game uh, that he created for, for Joe Burrow at LSU. Uh, I liked the things that he was trying to do there in Carolina. I'm not the biggest fan of Matt Rule, their head coach. So that's kind of, um, I feel like that's where they went wrong in Carolina was a lot of first time mistakes by their head coach. Um, Brian DeBull, he is a guy, if you get, you need to figure out a way to get rid of Kirk Cousins because he's a very like quarterback development guy. And I feel like the only way that one would work is if we kind of put all our chips in the table, as far as getting a, a fairly, um, young prospect, either drafting one here in 2021 or going a different route that we'll touch on later on with this breaking news, uh, later on yep. in, the, in the podcast. Um, and then the last being Josh McDaniels, obviously uh, New England's offensive coordinator for many years, worked there with Tom Brady. Uh, yeah, New England obviously struggled on offense this last year, but I feel like that was more due to them not really utilizing Cam Newton the best way uh, in some situations or Cam Newton making bad decisions. Um kind of has yet to be seen but i know for a fact that josh mcdaniels is at the very least worth uh trying out at head coach for some organization he's 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 been too good in, in the previous years to to let this year define him yeah i mean um, i think it also had to do with lack of weapons over in new england yeah that too they don't have also they don't have any wide receivers that's a great point yeah they don't have any wide receivers and I think their running back room was pretty banged up too, if I remember correctly. Yep. So, yeah, that's those are my candidates. If you were to go with a new head coach, that's the direction that I feel like this team would need to take, and I feel like you need to do it ASAP. So, um, give me your, uh, give me, your, give me the one that you like the most out of that, and give me the one that you don't like. Okay, and, and tell me why. I would probably have to go with the uh, enemy as the top guy. Um, I just think it's unbelievable what he's doing. 
Okay. And I feel like, I mean, he's been in the league too. So with other teams, he was with yeah, the Vikings. Yep. He was, so, yep. There's some familiarity there in the organization. Yeah, that, that, yep. That'd be kind of cool. I, I just think he's, it's not really a debate out of those guys. I feel like he's just a step ahead with working with Mahomes and Andy Reid talking to this dude every day at practice. <laughs> just, just give that to me now, please. Yeah. Right. And I guess, yeah. Yeah. I did kind of put it in a position where you can have whatever um, you want, you know, like you could pick out of any of these guys. So uh, I, I guess if that is the, the case, um, I would agree with Eric Benemy being the, the, the top choice, of course, yeah. you know. Um, but then if you look at it from a more realistic standpoint, I think Benemy chooses a place where he can completely build his own offense. I honestly believe Benemy is going to be the new head coach in Jacksonville. Um, but, yeah, I think Eric Benemy goes to a place where he can kind of develop his whole thing from the beginning. You know what I mean? Yeah. Uh, and obviously same with, with Brian DeBall. So, for me, it would honestly be the best option, in my opinion, would be Joe Brady. I know that he's the youngest out of all of these guys and arguably the, the most inexperienced, which you said, you know, was your kind of biggest turnoff. So I understand why you um, would maybe steer away from him. But I, I like his promise. And I, I like the fact that uh, I feel like he could actually utilize the weapons that we have in Minnesota in a ingenuitive way um because there are some guys that i really feel like if if you use you know if you scheme towards their uh their strengths you could almost create kind of a uh, an offense that this this league hasn't seen before you know what i mean to a certain extent um there's that much star power it feels like on this this offense uh so you know it's it's a dream scenario but um yeah, I love both those guys, Benavi and, and Brady. Yeah. Um, I'm I excited just, to see where either of them end up. I gotta add, I'm just I'm sorry, I gotta add Lincoln Riley to I think him and Joe oh Brady. Oh my god. <laughs> I think I think I think him and Joe Brady are like just like right up there, guys. I, I mean I wouldn't I, I know they're not experienced. So, so you're like your 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 dream scenario is like let's hire Lincoln uh Riley to be head coach right now. Yeah, and, no, no. and and then let's steal Joe Brady as offensive coordinator and just give him like twice the money. That that would be that'd be crazy, but no, that 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 no, that's so unrealistic. <laughs> that's so unrealistic. Oh, uh, that's funny. No, um, but yeah, and then who do you like the least? Because for me, it's Josh McDaniels. Yeah, it's yeah. He had some he had some sort of problem with like wasn't he going to be the Indianapolis coach one yes. year and he like turned yes. it down or something that, at the last minute that just completely ruined his name for me and yeah same uh, again I still feel like you know there is there's a an organization out there that's going to try to have him as their head coach and I do feel like based off the performance that he's given he deserves that chance but yeah that really. Uh, that'll stick with me for a very long time. I did not like the way that he conducted his business in that situation. Um, Cause yeah, it just yeah. left, left just, me with a very bad taste in my mouth. Yeah. It's saying it, it's just weird. It just put me off. It's like well, him, like just, just think about him differently now, you know? Yeah. For, Oh, for sure. For sure. Um, and then the other, the flip side of this coin in this discussion or argument or disc- whatever you want to, you know, debate, uh, is the GM. So if you were to also get rid of uh, Slick Rick, Rick Spielman, who would you hire as your GM? 
I don't have any outside names. So if you were forced to hire a GM, which maybe wouldn't be the absolute worst thing. Um, Rick has been really great in the draft, but he has made some questionable decisions when it comes to contracts at times. Uh, uh, I, I don't, I don't have anybody. I don't, I don't think, I think Rick's fine. I don't, it's weird. I don't, his contracts, I think his drafting's great, except for his, some of the only thing I critique him is the, the trading back thing. Just, mm, it just, mm, it doesn't consistently trading back. Yeah. 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 It feels like, like we're never trading up. We're only trading back. Yeah. It's like, come on, man. Like just, Oh, let's just trade for seventh round picks or just more value. It's like, yeah, value is great in the draft. You want more picks, but at the end of the day, it's like, don't, don't keep giving, giving your fourth yeah. round picks for more seventh round picks in next year's draft. Let's focus on right now, man. Let's, right. let's get the best players available right now. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, no, I hear you. I, I, I hear you. And I, I would agree. That is kind of a knock um, on him for sure. But yeah, this is only if they absolutely, I don't know where somebody was held at gunpoint, you know, if you need to fire Rick Spielman, you need to hire a, a new GM. So I feel like you would have to just promote from in-house, to be honest with you, George Patton, the assistant GM, he's a guy that yeah. a lot of teams around the NFL, whenever there's GM openings, he, for the past couple of years has been getting looks. Um, I feel like that would, potentially be a no-brainer and then if not him you go with Rob Brzezinski I think our capologist the guy who has kept this team together a lot um, based off the work that he does with with contract negotiations and restructuring deals and it's insane Um, so I think either of those guys are absolute um, studs if, if you were put in a position where you need to get a new GM but we're not in that position. <laughs> no. So I by no means think that this is what the Vikings need to do, that they need to move on from either Zim or Spielman. But uh, it is fun to talk about, you yeah. know, either way, just coming up with predicaments and, yeah, situations. It's fun. Um, so let's get into what we're uh, – we're here for right the playoffs even though the vikings aren't there that's 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 what we're here for as as nfl fans now yes sir um i think we should start with saying who we would root for who we're going to root for on the afc side and who we're going to root for on the nfc side so i'll let you go first starting with the afc and then yep. moving into the NFC, okay? The team I'm cheering for in the AFC, it's got to be the Buffalo Bills, man. Bills <sighs> Mafia. I mean. Yeah. I. Uh, <laughs> they're actually letting people in the building this week. 6,700, I think, fans are allowed in yep. the stadium, which yep. is awesome. Something we wouldn't do it here in Minnesota, which pisses me off that we didn't have anybody in the seats this year. Um, Big but, game uh, yeah. changer. Yeah, I think the Bills Mafia, I think they're going to actually make a difference. They're some of the best fans in the nation. So, for sure. I just, yeah, man. I, Diggs, I know the whole thing. It would. It's weird. I don't but, know. I, I, w- I, don't, I wouldn't mind seeing Diggs win a Super Bowl. I don't know. Maybe I'm one of the weird Vikings fans. but It would leave kind of a bad taste in my mouth. Um, but, hey, man, good for him. He proved us wrong. If he did, it's like, good for you, man. Oh, not us. 
I think a lot of us knew what he was, you know, a lot of the fans knew what he was capable of. Oh, yeah. I just whoever. No, yeah, I know what you were saying. Um, Whoever gave him the notion that they weren't going to make the most out of him on offense. I, 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 yeah, 100%. You definitely proved them wrong, Dixie, and you deserve everything for it. But on the NFC, who are you rooting for? There's like no teams on the NFC. I know, right? Here's the, the thing, NFC though. So I know, I know what team you want in the NFC, but I don't want to say them because it's your like. You know what I mean? It, it's my team. team, man. It's my team. It's the only team. Come on, just just pick one. You you can say the same one if you absolutely need to. It's okay. There's no one. If there was a specific team that got left out, that I would have absolutely said, "Oh my gosh, let's go!" They would have been the lowest seed in the field, but they didn't get in because they had a backup quarterback playing all week last week. Um, I don't know. <laughs> J- just give it to the team who beat them somehow. Uh, the Rams, the LA Rams. It's, I, I, <laughs> sure, I guess I want you to win first round, but you're not gonna win. Not you're not gonna win first round. So there you go. There it is. <laughs> the Rams, so, sure. You know what's hilarious about this is I have in my little cheat sheet here for the podcast letting you go first to pick your teams. And I have my my AFC team, and then right next to it at parentheses, I have or this team if Tyler takes this team. Yeah. Which is exactly what you did. You took the Bills. So I guess my team in the AFC will be the Browns. Yeah. Okay. I like Kevin Stefanski. Um I'm I'm the only bad taste in my mouth with him is the whole situation where he interviewed for uh, the Browns head coaching job the week of the San Francisco game last year. And I feel like our yeah. offense really suffered because of it, but you know, it is what it is. Anyways, he, he's taken the Browns to the playoffs for the, the second time since I was born. That's, the first time being when I was one years old, I'm almost, I'm going to be 20 this year. So that's, pretty insane uh and yeah I don't know I mean I I feel like I feel like the Browns are just the team that America can both hate at times because of how bad they are like we can all just collectively like be like the Browns are gonna round or you know I'll take the Browns to the Super Bowl you know yada 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 but then they're the mean team at times (laughs) yeah but then also they're like the ones that everybody can love at the same exact time like everybody everybody roots for the Browns in the end too so yeah. yeah, um, I want to see the Browns. I want to see the Browns make it. They're not gonna. They're most definitely not gonna make it. Um, we'll get to our our uh, our sheet on how we have each matchup playing out for uh, each team. But <laughs> uh, the Browns are. Yeah, I I don't have the Browns going all the way, but it would be really cool. It'd be really cool. Yeah, it would. And then on the NFC, my team. My team that I got from the beginning when we first started the podcast, the Washington football team. Oh, I am riding these guys all the way. I, oh man, I, I mean, you guys will see when we go over our playoff bracket individually, like just kind of rifling off who we have and how everything is going to shake out, you know, realistically, if we had to put place bets. But man, I would love to see the Washington football team just win, 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 win in the playoffs, man. Not only yeah. are they below 500 making the playoffs, but also Alex Smith. How can you not like love Alex Smith with your entire heart? 
That would be so yeah. awesome if you could actually. I, I would Super lose Bowl, my but... mind, man. That would be awesome. Um, but yeah, and then second, second, I had just in case you had taken the Washington football team, I had anybody who plays Green Bay. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, yeah, that'll that'll be the, my second uh, NFC team. Is any any team that is playing the Green Bay Packers. Um. So. I think I'll just rifle off what I have for how yep. I think the uh, the playoffs are going to go, and then I'll give my short and sweet little answer on who I who I think is going to win the Super Bowl and why, and then you can do yours really quick, and then I think we'll have just enough time to talk about um, the breaking news to okay. close this out. All right? Yeah. So for the AFC matchups, and uh, I did the calculations, so based off the seeding, this is – how they would play out. Um, first, yeah. I have the Browns beating the Steelers. Okay. Uh, I think the Steelers are, are were playing bad football at the end of the year. I think the Browns are going to come in there, and actually, I think they're going to whoop them. Uh, I have the Bills beating the Colts. Obviously, I've been saying it this entire year on the podcast. I think the Colts are a fake football team. They're not nearly as good as the record says. Um, yep. Yep. That's just. That's just where I'm at. Well, that's, that's been and I also have I also have Tennessee t- uh, over Baltimore to start it out. Um, huh. I think that I don't know. I, I like the uh, the prospect of Tennessee kind of showing us exactly what they did last year again, just running, running, running the ball and not allowing the other side to put up anything. Um, huh. So I think there's a good chance that the Tennessee, you know, may do something. <laughs> uh, but yeah, that's, that's just me. And then, so the next couple um, would be the bills over Tennessee. I know that I just got done saying that the Tennessee could do, that could do something, but I just love yeah. the bills and I, yeah. I love what they have going on offense. I like what they have going on defense. I think that they're really well put together. The only other team that comes close to them in the AFC is Kansas city and the Kansas city will blow the Browns away in this scenario. It, it won't even be close. It'll, it'll just really, it'll be sad. Um, that'll just be one that most people don't even watch. They'll just kind of look at the, the scoreboard the day after. Yep. And then in the AFC championship game, I have Kansas city beating the bills, which is hashtag big sad, but uh, it does make the most sense. Kansas City is an absolute powerhouse. As much as I love the Bills, and I, I do think that they could give Kansas City a run for their money um, when they played each other. I think it was fairly close, if I remember correctly. Yeah, it was close. Yeah. Season. So yeah. you know, it, there's a potential there, but I I think I think that Kansas City uh, gets pulls that one out again. On the the NFC side, I have Seattle beating the Rams. I feel like this one doesn't need much of an explanation. I don't like the way that Rams are playing football right now. They're not quite as consistent as they should be. And if they if they were more consistent, then they, they actually, I feel like, could make a run. Oh, make a run. Excuse me. Uh, I have the Bucks <laughs> beating the Washington football team. Uh, yeah. Big, big tier there. Uh, but, yeah, again, this is just the, the Bucks high-powered offense and – pretty stellar defense um, just kind of washing over a team that doesn't have a ton. That being said, I'm excited to see Chase Young go up against the, uh, the goat. Uh, I have the bears beating the saints. This is my big, like, um, this is, this is what? my big, 
Yeah. This what? Is, yeah. No, I have the Bears beating the Saints. This is my big um, upset, basically. I, I don't know, man. I, I have, I just, I see Drew Brees playing horribly against this Bears defense. And I see Mitch Trubisky, honestly, playing just well enough to get himself a freaking new contract. Okay. Just my opinion. Wow. Just my I opinion. I didn't expect that. Wow. Just my okay. opinion. Yeah. Yeah. Blowing you away over there. Uh, yeah. Moving on to the, the second round here, we got the Packers beating the Bears. Um, I think this is where the Bears magic runs out. I honestly, yeah, I, I just, I, I don't see the Bears making it. Past <laughs> uh, and then I have Seattle beating the Bucks. This is more just due to Seattle's defense being, in my opinion, just slightly better than the Bucks in big scenarios. Um, I also like the Seattle offensive scheme and the fact that they were able to to put up plays and pressure more than the box. I feel like Tom has kind of uh, shot them in the foot when it comes to big moments, but that's, I don't know. It's, it's just, I guess, more, more of an opinion type based thing. No specific statistical numbers at the moment to back that up. Yep. And then in the end, uh, for the NFC championship to decide who plays Kansas city in the super bowl, I have Seattle beating the Packers. Again, this is just more of a complete team type feel. I feel like the escapability of Russell Wilson against the Packers defense is going to harm them the most as well, especially with what they have for a run defense. Um, I know that the Seattle doesn't have the most amazing run game as far as actual running backs, but um, the fact that Russell could escape the pocket and kind of buy even more time to find open wide receivers downfield. Green Bay has good corners, but uh, I just, yeah. So that leaves the Super Bowl, Seattle versus Kansas City. And yeah, uh, I have Kansas City winning the Super Bowl big time, no doubt. Yeah. I don't feel like that needs an explanation. (laughs) They're just the strongest team. Yeah. You ready then? Yeah, go for it. Go for it. Right, right, full off. I'll start with the AFC then. All right. We got the Browns and the Steelers, you know. Stefanski not going to, Stefanski's out of this game with COVID. I don't know. You didn't, you didn't say anything about that. Yeah, I did see. I, yeah, I, I, you're right. I didn't say anything. Look, did, and do you know who's their coaching? Do you know who's head coaching for that, for them? I didn't see who is it? Mike Prefer. I was going to say, is it freaking Prefer? Oh, that's hilarious. Okay. All right. Um, in regards to that, men of steel big, and I mean big. Okay. Interesting. All right. And the Browns barely escaped last week against the, against a guy with a dent in his head. That's what I also have to bring up. A guy with a dent in his True. head almost fair. beat the Browns last week. I'm sorry, man. I love the Browns, but without no, no, Stefanski, it's it's without, without Stefanski and them almost losing to a guy with a dent in his head. I mean, you can't pick them to win. I know the Steelers. It's totally fair, man. It's totally fair. Yeah. I get it. I get it. Yeah. And then Colts, Bills. I've been on the Colts a little bit at the beginning of the season, but they don't have a chance. The Bills. Yeah, are thank, gonna... you. thank you. Thank you. The Bills, that's that's easy money. Buffalo exactly. Bills take it. Titans, Ravens. It's going to be the game that's getting my popcorn out this week. Ooh, it's going to be the, the game of the weekend for me. Um, these, okay. teams don't, these teams don't like each other. Lamar, no. Jackson's, Lamar Jackson's due. It's time for him to get a playoff win. Ravens beat the Titans. The Titans defense. Okay. The Titans defense is horrendous. I think it's the worst in the league. Their pass rush is arguably worse than ours, and ours is extremely bad. Um, All right, interesting. Give me the Ravens, man. John Harbaugh hates Vrabel. Um, it's just the beef. 
they're going to run it down their throat. Jackson's running for at least 130 on the ground. Mark I love word. it. I love it. Give me, the, love it. Give okay. me the Baltimore Ravens. All right. Now all we're right, going to go right. with we're going to go with the Pittsburgh uh, Steelers versus the Buffalo Bills. Um, yep. All right, I got the Buffalo Bills beating the uh, Steelers this week. I mean, they smashed them in the mouth on Sunday Night Football a few weeks back. I mean, yep, exactly. It, it, it's it's that's not a no-brainer. The Steelers yep. offense sucks. All right. Um, okay, so Kansas City versus Baltimore. Yeah, Casey. <laughs> Lamar's run of one one win in the playoffs well, ends. The Chiefs, the Chiefs just get them done at Arrowhead. Those fans are loud over there. Exactly. Easy Chiefs win. Yeah. Okay. And then we got the Chiefs and the Bills. This is going to be the yep. game of the playoffs right here. It's yes, going to be like a 30 to 27 final score. The Kansas yep. City Chiefs are going to find a way to just win off a field goal from Harrison Butker to win the game. Yes, sir. The Bills Mafia fans are just going to be disappointed. They're going to be jumping into the chairs. Um, I agree. All sad. And I don't blame them. The Chiefs are just going to they're going to take them out, man. So the Chiefs Thanks will be in the Super Bowl. But now we're NFC? NFC. NFC. We have the Seattle Seahawks versus the Rams. Not much said. Seahawks blow them out. Jared Goff yep. has his injury. First week Agreed. back, he'll be Agreed. rusty. I don't care. I don't care. Sean McVay can pull stuff out of his hat. I don't care. They're not. Yep. They're not going to beat him. The Rams don't have a chance. Um, now we go Tampa Bay versus Washington. Washington. As much as I want to pick you in this game, I can't yeah. go against the greatest football player of all time in Tom right. Brady. So. Yep. Tampa's offense is just too explosive, man. Exactly. So, oh, I agree. I agree. Yeah. You, you just got to go with the Bucs there. I'm sorry, Washington. Bears Saints? <laughs> the Bears shouldn't even be in the playoffs. They're a <laughs> disgrace to the National Football League playoffs. Um, they shouldn't even show up to Mercedes-Benz Superdome. And another thing about this, the Vikings aren't in the playoffs this year. New Orleans big. If we were in the playoffs, we're knocking them out. But the Bears aren't us. <laughs> That's awesome. Okay. The right. Bears aren't us. The Saints have gotten lucky this year. They're going to escape the first round. <laughs> All right. Okay. Now we're going to go Seattle. Seattle versus New Orleans. <sighs> Russell Wilson hasn't been on the last few weeks, and I feel like it's about coming in. Who's playing the better offense? And I feel like it's yep. the Saints. They're at the I, Superdome. Ooh, interesting. Okay. The game's at the Mercedes-Benz Superdome, most likely with the two versus three. I mean, right. the Saints are going to win this game. It'll be a close game, but – Seattle's just – they're not going to win. They're not going to be able to get enough pressure on Drew Brees. It's, it's, it's over. Give me the Saints. And uh, Tampa Bay versus Green Bay. This game isn't even a debate. Give me the Bucs. Are you kidding me? Tampa is going to kill Green Bay. Again? Oh, Lambeau Field. Oh, outdoors. Aaron Rodgers. Oh, are you – like – Tom Brady is the greatest football player of all time. Don't give me any of this Aaron Rodgers crap. This dude has his number. I mean, it's simple. The Bucks defense is going to just lay this dude on the ground. I mean, we're going to get, it's going to be at least four sacks for the Bucks defense. I mean, Antoine Winfield's going to get a pick in this game. It won't even be close. The final like score it. is going to be, the final score is going to be 35 to 20. I mean, Aaron like Rodgers the, will struggle. Packer fans will be crying in their seats. Um, I don't know how many people will be there, probably just family members, but Green Bay has no shot. <laughs> they have no chance. They got by it easy this year. Uh, so, yeah, Bucks versus Saints. So, yeah, Bucks Saints. Bucks Saints. Oh, this is a tough one, man. Tom Brady. I'm going to go with the Saints, though. Here's why. Wow. New Orleans, no Vikings in the playoffs this year. They can throw out the window. No one, like, 
New Orleans has not lost to Tampa Bay this year. They killed them on a Sunday night football True. game. It's fair. They absolutely blew Tampa out of the building on Sunday night. Opening, I think they played week one as well. And New Orleans dominated the game as well. I mean, yeah. New Orleans has their number. I want to pick Tampa Bay because it's just Tom Brady's just going to find a way, but I don't see it. I think New Orleans defense makes, makes more plays, man. And we got Kansas City versus New Orleans in the Super Bowl. Chiefs all the way. <laughs> wow. Chiefs, Chiefs it. take it. It'll be a good game, but it'll be a really good game. Yeah, I it'll like be a that. good game, but I think the Chiefs take it. I mean, no one's beating the Chiefs this year, and you can't tell me otherwise. So give me the Chiefs. I like that a lot. That's awesome. All righty. Well, there you have it. Our uh, our prediction on the NFL postseason, the playoffs this year. Both of us choosing the Kansas City Chiefs to win the Super Bowl. I mean, if I were you listening right now, I'd go and put the mortgage on the Kansas City Chiefs, basically, yeah. is, is what I'm saying. Yeah. Um, now, we've been talking about it. We've been hinting at it the entire time. We'll get into it for just a little bit here. The breaking news, Tyler, Deshaun Watson wants out of Houston. He's mad. Yep about the situation in Houston. He wasn't involved in the hiring of the GM like he was told he was going to be. He hasn't spoken with Houston Brass in a couple days, even though they've been trying to reach him. Odds are he's going to ask for a trade. We don't have much time here, so we'll keep it real short. Would you want us to trade for Deshaun Watson? Yes, I would, but I don't know what it would cost. Let's say, it, I mean, it would at least cost us the first pick for sure. And the only way we probably make it work is if we somehow force him to trade for Kirk as well. Might even cost yeah. us an offensive lineman like, uh, you know, maybe even your Brian O'Neill or uh, uh, Garrett Bradbury. Yeah, I'm still doing it. <laughs> Interesting. Okay. Uh, I'm going to say no, just because the, the cap situation would be practically the same as Kirk Cousins, if not worse. Um, we'd probably be forced to hire him to an even more lucrative deal for Deshaun. And yeah, I feel like you're giving up more than what you're getting back. As much as I love Deshaun Watson, he's fantastic. And I do feel like he could win us some games with our weapons. It would be because of the weapons that he has, not necessarily because he can put a team on his back and win those games necessarily um, without that so uh that's that's the breaking news i know we didn't spend a ton of time on it but I, it's it's really more so because of the fact that uh the reality of the vikings getting deshaun watson is it's it's not going to happen chances no, are no. way too low and it just doesn't make sense financially or um for the team i think in the, in the scheme or anything like that so yeah um with that that concludes our Thursday edition of Vice with a Mike, the playoff edition. We'll be back with you next week. Uh, schedule still kind of to be determined as far as the rest of the off season. We have those awesome ideas and um, new segments coming up in the future. Hopefully maybe a, a mock draft coming soon, uh, potentially yep. our next episode. So more on that later. Be sure that you're following us on Twitter. You're checking out the website. All of our past episodes are archived there. You can check those out. You can get in contact with us on social media, or you can shoot us an email with any suggestions or questions. We love hearing from you guys, and uh, we will see you all next week. Skull.